He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 149 and 150 begin on page 525. O sing unto the Lord a new song. Let the congregation of saints praise him. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him, and let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with tabret and harp. For the Lord hath pleasure in his people, and helpeth the meek-hearted. Let the saints be joyful with glory. Let them rejoice in their beds. Let the praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hands. To be avenged of the nations, and to rebuke the peoples. To bind their kings in chains, and their nobles with links of iron. To execute judgment upon them, as it is written, Such honor have all his saints. Psalm 150 O praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him in his noble acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him in the sound of the trumpet, praise him upon the lute and harp. Praise him in the timbrels and dances, praise him upon the strings and pipe. Praise him upon the well-tuned cymbals, praise him upon the loud cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 37th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? 
So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom like a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, has dashed in pieces the enemy. Who is like thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou didst stretch out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people whom thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength to the holy habitation. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here beginneth the seventh verse of the third chapter of the epistle to the Philippians. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Here endeth the second lesson. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge. Excuse me. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they they were and are created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our God, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who through thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, hast overcome death, and opened unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech thee that, as by thy special grace preventing us, thou dost put into our minds good desires, so by thy continual help we may bring to the same to good effect, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost ever, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Morning to all. Oh, one note before I say anything about the lessons that I want to let everyone know that uh, John and Rachel gave birth to a baby girl this morning. Uh, Rosamond, Rosamond Ann Cruz, born 4 a.m., 8 pounds, 5 ounces. So um, anyway, she don't want to know that. So John may not be with us this morning. He might be busy, and so Rachel either. So there we are. And so anyway, about today's lessons, um, uh, the lesson from Ezekiel um, has to be understood in kind of its historical context. Ezekiel is a prophet of the exile. Israel has been sent to exile in Babylon for their disobedience to, to the old covenant settings about, you know, six, six um, well, probably 600 or, or later BC, even after maybe 586 BC, the destruction of the temple. And so the national hope of Israel has been destroyed by the Babylonians. They've been sent to exile, scattered all over uh, the world. And, and so God offers this prophecy of resurrection through Ezekiel that you know, Israel says our hope is cut off, our bones are very dry, which means the national existence is done. There, there's no more Israel. 
Um, and so the, the, pro the prophecy of resurrection in Ezekiel is on the first level, a prophecy that God will um, reconstitute the nation of Israel that's been sent into exile and bring them back into their own land. Um, but there are, and, and so the, there is this, on one level, the reality that Israel comes back from the exile uh, after the Bab you know, Babylonian um, Empire is, is conquered by the Persian Empire and the Persians allow the Jews to come back and rebuild the temple and they come back and there's an Israel in the land again. However, um, that does not in and of itself answer the or, or satisfy the prophecy of Ezekiel who says, I'll put my spirit in you and, and you'll, there's, this, there's this vibrancy of life and the, the reality of Israel in the, in the uh, rebuilding is that it never became even a shadow of what it was under King David. It was always under the rule of foreign powers and it always was waiting for what do we have to do to get back. And so the, the reality of, of the coming of Christ is that, that it highlights, the New Testament highlights what, what was missing in this picture was Israel did not fulfill the covenant. And therefore, in their, in their state of not being able to fulfill the righteous requirements of the covenant, they, they always were in a sense of exile. They, they went to exile in Babylon, they came back, but there was still a kind of distance. And the Holy of Holies had left the temple in Ezekiel excuse me, the presence of God left the Holy of Holies, it never came back. Uh, and, and so what was needed was how could Israel fulfill the righteous requirements of the law so as to be restored to life. And so Jesus and, and, and as the Messiah comes to epitomize, to, to, to represent Israel in his life and death by fulfilling the righteous requirements of the law. And so it is, first of all, Jesus and his resurrection, who's raised up by the Spirit on Easter uh, to, to, on the first individual level, fulfill Ezekiel. But then when he um, gives the Spirit to, to the church uh, on Pentecost, the whole body is raised up, the new Israel. And, and, and so there's an ultimate horizon of the Ezekiel prophecy that's probably just not evident in its immediate historical context because um, th there's a problem in how are we going to fulfill the, 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 the righteous demands of the Torah. And so, and then when we get to Philippians, then Philippians gives us a few horizons of, of the resurrection. And the first level of St. Paul is, is um, describing how when he, when he, everything he had before he counts as, as garbage because he was trying as a Pharisee to fulfill the righteous requirements of the law and now he realizes he could never do that. All the law could do was reveal the human uh, deficiency and now he's found Christ, he's put all that behind and he wants this new righteousness to be found in Christ and having my own righteousness which is from the law or the Torah but now which is through faith in Christ and so he's 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 got this righteousness and this um, the epitome of the Christian life he brings up in chap in verse ten that I may know him that is Christ the power of his resurrection the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death and this is the idea that we're always sharing in the cross because the fellowship of Christ's sufferings 
is the fellowship we all participate in where we're um, wrestling in the spirit to to conquer um, you know the the flesh to put to death uh, uh, you know dying to sin and rising to 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 new life it happens in baptism but the fellowship of Christ's sufferings so we're all continually wrestling to do this uh, so we can be completely conformed to his death a complete surrender to God and a complete death to to our disordered selves if by any means we might attain to the resurrection of the dead. And then he goes on to talk about the resurrection. He says, and this is a very interesting passage about the spiritual life, because he says, I've not already attained it, but I'm pressing forward to attain it. And this is the idea of the spiritual life of, of it moves not from birth to death. It moves from baptism and faith, the initial participation in the death and resurrection, into it presses forward to the ultimate resurrection that we want to lay hold on. Um, and and so that's that's the goal in life is is we're doing as Christians, we're not just in the world trying to succeed and we're we're trying to live faithfully in the world, moving from we've been raised from the from the dead in baptism through faith. We're moving forward towards the resurrection. And then he describes the resurrection. Um, that our he says our citizenship is in heaven. We're waiting for the Savior, and he will transform our lowly body that it may be like his glorious body. So that the point is that we are, um, we will participate in an Easter. There'll be a future Easter when what happened to Jesus on Easter Day when he was raised in a, in a, in a uh, immortal body will happen to us. And, and now we have this life in us, but it's not yet completed. And this just highlights a central point in the New Testament that's often missed when people don't read the New Testament very closely, that this is the Christian hope throughout the New Testament, the resurrection. It's not just dying and going to heaven. To, to, to die and be with Christ is an intermediate state. It's a good thing. It's what we want to be. But we're waiting for this, for, for him to come, raise the dead. And only then can that prophecy of Ezekiel be ultimately fulfilled, because it, it Ultimately, the ultimate horizon of Ezekiel is that he will literally raise Israel from the graves, put his spirit, everybody will be filled with the spirit, and they'll dwell in the land. There'll be a literal fulfillment of the promise of God in the old covenant and restoration of, of the creation in Genesis or completion of it, where people live in a renewed creation in bodies. And that's the ultimate hope of Easter uh, that our lessons today touch on in various ways. So, a few thoughts on today's lessons. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate.
comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy, in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for the message, Bishop, and uh, blessings to John and Rachel. That's really exciting. Thank you. That is Thank such good are. news. Thank you. Yes, good news. <laughs> Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a great day, everybody. Bob. Sir, let me turn off the sound. <laughs>